Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I am Sir Slice. I'm Smerchandise. And I'm GJC. And we are, as always, massive nerds. Now, as you can see, this is a very special episode. We apologize if there's anybody watching and they're getting any weird echo or echo. feedback from this mic because we're all in one room. There might be a bit of an echo. But this is the first time we've done this since our... Spider-Man, yeah, ill-fated Spider-Man uh, uh, No Way Home, which you can't actually find anymore because the audio was just so bad, I took it down, but... Deleted it. Yes, I want to say um, uh, thank you to these guys. We finally got to get together in a room again. It's been over a year since we've done it in a room, uh, but uh, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. And um, thank everyone else uh, that's watching at home with us, uh, whether you're watching it live or checking it out on YouTube, we appreciate it. We Love it when you give it a little like and subscribe. Go ahead and check that out. There's a whole bunch more content here to enjoy. But today, we are going to be talking about something near and dear, at least to Dan and mine's heart, uh, The Last of Us HBO show. And I say that because Dan and I have played the game and George here has not. But that's okay. That's a great thing because we're going to go into different perspectives and kind of see how that um, goes. Uh, can you pull up that screen again so mm -hmm. we can remember what I'm doing? Technical difficulties. Oh, my. Um, so, basically, if you haven't watched The Last of Us, don't watch this episode because <laughs> that's all we're going to be talking about. Uh, it is a drama based off of a Naughty Dog game uh, on the PS5 exclusive. Uh, it is... We'll talk about this more, depending on how you've uh, taken this media, whether it's a, via game or via um, this uh, HBO show. Uh, it's either very much a zombie apocalyptic game or a drama post-apocalyptic TV show. We'll talk about in a second here. So basically it's about um, Joel and Ellie as they cross the post-apocalyptic landscape that is the United States after a virus... Uh, not a virus, a fungus, has spread throughout the world, destroying everything and killing everybody it comes into contact with. Ellie, spoilers, has immunity and the cure uh, in her body, so they're trying to get her somewhere. That's pretty much what this is about, uh, you know, kind of... What is that old... Um, movie not logan but logan's based on a wolf and cub the old samurai show which is basically the same concept of these two creating a bond heading across out on some adventures so i learned something today yeah so let's start with some general impressions how did we all like the show george why am i going because i've talked to dan about this in in the car already <laughs> i think it's a good i think it's a i think it's a good show because <laughs> we had to tell you that it's not really a zombie yeah. show because zombie shows are very very overplayed at the time mm -hmm. uh, and i will agree with that especially walking dead <laughs> bullshit um that show sucks um you liked it yeah i liked it okay okay i really love this uh it was fantastic you know general impression dan i he, he he i think he liked it i'm gonna speak for dan the whole episode and just point to him he's gonna just <laughs> do the words um, what'd you think? I thought it was great. We finally got one. We finally got a good, actually not, eh, it's kind of good, kind of, a good video game adaptation. And it wasn't a movie. It was a show. Thank you, HBO, for hiring yeah. the guy that did the game to do the show. He did it justice. He did it the way he wanted to do it. He put, there are nods to the game, literally, like, almost frame for frame, shot for shot, Parts from the game, and as a fan, a huge fan of the game, that, in my opinion, uh, set a new standard for video games, uh, I was thoroughly entertained and uh, glad they did. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm going to go out of order a little. Because um, they know that we wouldn't order <laughs> I'm telling you guys, so you can prepare. But I already forgot what I was going to do, so we're just going to keep going like it's nothing. I will say it's just the... Like in general, it's just a good show. Like yeah, whether it's a adaptation of a book, movie, or video game, or whatever in general, it's just a good show. So that's well, I, what I will say. I think that's our should be our next segue is yeah. that George, as someone who didn't play the game, what did you think? Of I think it's just a good show. Yeah. Like the, like having never played the game, I could just say it's a good show. What did I, you like about it? Well, I will say that it um there are like a few 
you know, like this genre, like like you said, is oversaturated. So like whether and and maybe in not just zombies, but maybe in the broader sense of this kind of like post-apocalyptic genre is very saturated as well. If you didn't know, Fallout is also being made, and oh. Fallout takes place in Boston, from what it looks like. Ooh, mm. So it's like and. A lot of movies have done post-apocalyptic so stuff. Not just zombies. If you take away zombies and you bro- make it broaden that view to the larger genre, post-apocalyptic is a huge genre, not just in television, but in books and comics and video games and all that. So in order for you to like even have a decent impact and do well, you need to bring something different to the to this you know to the stage. And I would say that it has brought enough different things and enough good things to the genre that it like makes up for any of the small shortcomings or pitfalls it might have kind of i would say i would equate more to growing pains and just problems with the genre in general that Mm -hmm. even no matter how good of a show you are you can't quite avoid because that's just the cliche of the genre that plays out i'll give you a good example what is one of the biggest cliches they tell you in the zombie apocalypse that no one ever fucking listens to? Please remain in your home right. where it's safe. Literally, the minute that his daughter <laughs> saw that message, she walked outside. That's true. Why does that happen in every single freaking zombie apocalypse or ant or post apocalypse? Story needs movie? to happen. <laughs> it always happens. It's true. Without I, fail. Something that is important to recognize, though, with these kinds of things, is that. Uh, are we viewing, I think more often than not, we're watching a show where the concept of zombies hasn't really existed yet. So easy for us to say if something like well, that hit the air, airwaves without seeing many well, shows not like just, this. Well, if it hadn't happened in sure. this in, in this world, okay. yeah, like the instinct for me to be like, what's going on? Like, who, does anyone know what's going on? I right. personally think I would be one of those people to die to walk, yes, like, <laughs> in a zombie would, pox movie because I would be like, "What's going? Like, no one's telling like, me anything. Like, what's going on? Like, so I think you, that's a fair. So, like, if the news said like, stay in your home where it's safe, like you wouldn't with no, even if you didn't know it was the zombie, but like, let's Nobody, say it's a disaster, most likely, or there's like a lot of questions. I, I, would I, I go? Would I go to the grocery store? No. Would I go to somewhere else? No. Would I peek my head out and course. go to my neighbor and say? Are you okay? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I would. Because you're so close to the house that you right. don't feel like you're outside. You look outside, you're like, oh, I'm right here. I can wrong. just run back. I see what you mean. Especially because he know, she knows the neighbor, and there was a dog also. That's the neighbor. You got to save the dog. If yeah. we learned anything, well, it's I don't save know the, the dog. dog. It, but... If we learned anything, the dog's not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, from like it's movies. If there's yeah. anything you do, you save the animal. Sure. So, I understand. Hawkeye talks like, that. But, Come on. I understand, like, so that's what I'm saying is, is there's 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 genre cliche pitfalls or like you, things that have to happen in the genre in order to progress the stories, and yeah. there's no avoiding that no matter what you do as far no matter how good of a show you kind of do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's no yeah. avoiding there's that. There's tropes. I think, you exactly. Play I, the tropes. I think there's a way it's, around it's, it in that, in that it is there has there been the thing is with all of these. You will never hear the word zombie because they never have had a zombie right. movie or zombie show. Well, they don't ever. need to say the But zombie. I mean, you don't know that. There could be that's a not zombie my, movie. That's Maybe. not my problem with it, is that the like Tim's right. It's the it's the tropes that happen like situations. Okay. Uh, how can I put this? No matter how you um slice it or dice it in a post apocalyptic genre, it's very difficult for you to not um to come up kind of with new situations, kind of. Yeah, sure, sure. The at situations point, yeah. at, at this point in the genre, with how much that's oversaturated is, you've pretty much seen all post-apocalyptic situations, kind of. Like it's very rare for you to see something out of, like completely out of left field. I mean, shit, seen. we got Waterworld. Yeah, so but, they've literally got everything. I would argue that that moment was important for us to see as an audience to see what how how things are going to be right and her first experience through her eyes and how it's going because without it it would have been a much right. more so slow you, like, exactly you, it sure. makes sense they obviously have to do that just because of pure like the experience of it and the storytelling and all that all the reasons for doing it out far outweigh the yeah. the reasons for avoiding it because it's like, cliche or because it's a trope or because this has been done like before. we see a very elderly woman who was like wheelchair exactly all of which sudden, i'm sorry to say i've also seen that in previous zombie apocalypse yeah i'm sure well. That's but fine. That's but fine. the thing is the reason they did it the good reasons of why they did it and used it in their story far outweigh 
the, the problems of seeing that before or yeah. the trope well, the, or all that. So the, it's totally fine. And the fact that they do their own small, little twist to it has out, really helps outweigh mm-hmm. like the problems of the genre the, that they're trying yes. to avoid. Yeah, the, the beauty of it is they brought good writing, good amazing characters to the show which will just you'll be able it'll allow you to suspend disbelief you'll be able to just be like oh whatever you know like i don't care yes maybe in the moment you'll be like why'd you go outside bitch like what are you doing like what the fuck but it's it's no big deal because you'll be like oh the next scene is just so intense that you don't care yeah and and then as you go you learn more about these other characters around her that it's just like yeah, fine. She this, dies. I, no I would really think it would be great if we did a. It would be interesting if we did a follow up episode of like things that are like post apocalyptic like oh, episode about like whether it's zombies, whether it's you know Terminator, whether it's it's fucking I should have about aliens, yeah. whatever it yeah. is, you know, like Fallout, nuclear war. Well, like not not aliens, the series, but like aliens, like Independence Day. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Independence or, Day, you know, like. like like, but but like I think it's very interesting to see how, how like the typical storylines and the things that happen and, yeah. and and how and now you put that aside right and you just put the genre of of uh, a storyline where there's a, a protector and a younger character that they have to protect. Now we, that is a storyline that is played out in a lot of different ways as well, yeah, and we they so of course hit a few of those. You know, they f- they ran into a few of those pitfalls purely because they it, that's just the way the story always seems to develop for some reason. Yeah. You know, but once again, did. maybe a few twists they, in they there that make it a little enough. bit better, right? Yeah. Like I can, I just off the top of my head, I can think of like five different situations that are almost very similar, if not identical. Well, yeah, to this, they right? All, they all come and from that old. He samurai. played as exactly in another series where he kind of has to do the same thing in the mm-hmm. Mandalorian. So like. <laughs> that's already like you know yes, saying that's already very we yeah. will be talking about well, the he gets to act in this one oh, okay. so right. that's kind of nice to that's watch. great so that's great okay. but my my point is is like two very you know two very out overplayed oversaturated genres the the protector and the younger ward genre and then the post-apocalyptic genre yeah and the, the series ran into pretty much all the pitfalls that they're supposed to run into but once again enough to balance it out where it made it a good show still and that's difficult to do i I will give you that it is very difficult to do it's interesting that those are the things that you pick up on because i'm sure for me and dan watching this show it was i was more focused on the game like Okay, how did this play out? What's going to happen next? What scenes are they not going to have? Like, where's it going to go? Like, I wasn't hung up on it because in the game, yes, it's the same concept of the story, but like, you know, they fill in all these moments with you taking control of the character and going through a battle and doing all that stuff. It's it's important to recognize that playing the game, with the exception of the beginning scene playing as Sarah and uh, maybe two. Th- Maybe somewhere in the three to five, uh, three or four hours playing as Ellie, your perspective is from Joel and you get nothing else. It is purely from that perspective. And Joel isn't exactly the most talkative type. Yeah. Uh, and so you, we really don't get anything else outside of what is happening from his point of view. So, as a huge fan of the game, personally, it was great. The opening scene just alone just setting the stage for everything and seeing what is happening and how it's slightly different from uh from the game only only far albeit a minute detail just it was so great to see things from other perspectives yeah uh and if there if there was a change it it, 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 it on an initial viewing i kind of was sad to not see it played out uh in, in real uh, you know in in the, the show's you know point of view but Ultimately, any change was well appreciated yeah. and uh, really enjoyable to, to watch, considering this is maybe what the creator wanted to do originally or was given a second chance to do something and anything he wanted to do different, which mm-hmm. he did, and we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of, I know characters or creators and writers and stuff like that, even when you're making like a movie or a show, shows maybe you get a little bit more room to play with, but in like a movie, they'll have 
lot of like background and motivation and like all of this going into a character that we don't get to see because it's written for the actor to get into the mindset so that they can understand the, the character. They and, call it a Bible. Yeah, and with, with this, with like the source material being such an in-depth game and then being able to expand on it in here, like we're able to see basically what the original, the writer's, didn't get to put in like you were saying which which i think is just pretty awesome to be able to do and and you know in the beginning i was like oh here comes this you know this crazy intense fight or you know you got to struggle and after the second or third episode i stopped waiting for those at moments because right. they weren't what i cared about and, and even in the end of the game like it's an emotional story so like you know you're yes those moments in the game add to it because it it adds to the struggle that the character goes through because you're going through it, because you're having a hard time beating this boss. You're having a hard time fighting through this horde of zombies. So you're getting frustrated. You're getting emotional about the game you're playing, and that emotion transcends into what the character is going through as well. So you get a little bit more of a deeper emotional tie, but here you got more of the inner monologue, not the inner monologue, but you got more character development in this, which, you know, for Ellie and for like stuff like that, because the early Ellie missions are pretty much fit through that hole, get me that ladder. Like that's, for the most part, that's kind of it until they kind of start to get, until she gets a gun. And then you can start to play with her and do a few more things. So seeing more from like Ellie's perspective or even from like, you know, some other, some the, the in like episode four, when they're in Kansas City or whatever, it's four or five, whatever it is, you get to see everything from the perspective of, the people in that town as opposed to Joel spending an hour fighting his way through it. Right. You I, know, so as playing the game, I was never under the impression that this was any sort of strong organization. Uh, from our perspective, we killed a few guys that a few more guys knew uh, and that were trying to avenge their death. Or, you know, it was maybe a slightly bigger. I did I had no idea they had overthrown Fedra in, in yeah. occupying Kansas City, and they were the people. We, we the people on on the uh, on the side of the truck pulling out. Uh, wow, uh, what? A, and the fact that the leader was after the two people that we allied ourselves with was an extra bit. That was it. Part of the original, maybe in his head, maybe not. It was great to see the alternative uh, perspectives and just a treat for someone. The game. I want to tie this into one of the most talked about episodes was episode three. I don't remember what exactly it was called, but it's, it was Bill and Frank. It may have just been called Bill and Frank. I could be wrong, but it was the episode with Bill and Frank starring the amazing uh, Nick Offerman. I don't know the other actor's name off the top he of my head, great, but he was, he was phenomenal. So in the game, when we meet Bill, it's... You meet just Bill. There's no Frank. If if I may, uh, the Bill is 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 in his town, and in the game, maybe this was maybe this was by design, maybe not. Uh, it is clear he had been on his own for a length of time. We're not sure how. Maybe one year. Maybe two. Maybe less. Maybe more. The town is is heavily fortified. Uh, maybe three times as much as we saw on the show. Easily. And and Bill is a dick from start to finish he is clear and we don't really know why he's this way we don't know if it was a situational thing or, or temporary we just know he was a dick front to back and he fought us the whole way and he reticently helps us at the end uh the toward the die? No, he Bill does not die he, he die. does tell us where we can go to get a, a car and a car battery and, that's that, like a whole and that we have to do that by ourselves yeah and upon arriving at said car and car battery, we find a gentleman who has hung himself, and it turns out to be Frank. Frank had written a letter to Bill saying, I'm tired of your shit, I'm out of here, and we are not really even, it's, I didn't, I didn't deduce that they may have been together. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't in the game. We're not really sure. All that we know is that they were partners, however you want to interpret that. And that we find the, the gay porn magazine way, and and something oh, yeah. something really sad is that in the game, 
Frank had written this letter and killed himself because he got bit, saying, saying, fuck you, I'm, you know, like, the, I'm, I wish I could tell you to fuck off one last time. I don't know, that's not, maybe that's not exactly it, but... He, word it, for it, word. It was, it was more or less, like, more or less, fuck you, like, you know, uh, you know, and what a turnaround on this episode. Uh, I initially was a little sad. I, I didn't get to see... Uh, Bill interact with Joel, and I wondered what that interaction was going to be like. Uh, but we didn't get to. We did see some of that. You see, we saw them, saw the first saw them interacting yeah. before it happened, and I liked that, and it was interesting. They did um, have a good dynamic. It was a very no bullshit dynamic. Right. It, it was, was I don't like very you, get people. out of my house. They're very similar people. Which is funny, because I never would have said they were similar at all. Upon the like the like playing the game. Well, because you when we're playing, we're automatically Joel, which in our mind he's the protagonist. Mm -hmm. He's he's the hero. He's the good guy. Yeah. So you know, in when when Bill comes around, we're like, ah, oh, Joel's great. You know, like yeah. he's a little rough around the edges, but right. he's a great guy. Well, he's he's out to do the things. Yeah. yeah. Your uh, team, Joel. So uh, the episode plays out and. Frank is sick and on his last legs, and Bill decides to go with him. Uh, it is a beautiful moment in in cinematic TV history. I bawled like a baby. I yeah. thought it was, and the creators themselves were quoted as saying, "We there is a lot of sad stuff that happens in this story." And he wanted. To... I'm glad. That they decided to do it, though initially a little sad, not didn't get to see the interaction. Ultimately, uh, a good choice. Do I? I don't know how they they chose their moments to ch to change very carefully, and I am grateful for that. Uh, do, would I have liked to see more or less changes? I, I don't know, but yeah. I liked how it played out regardless. I, so. I, I like my favorite line between. I told this to Dan already. My favorite line of interaction between the two of them was when Frank was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You live like I live in the real world, and you live in the world where 9/11 was an inside job, and the government are Nazis." And he's like, "The government are Nazis." And he's like, "They are now, but they weren't before." Like, yeah, that was. I was like, I laughed out loud. Like, it was a great. It learned all you needed to yeah, know about, it was about hilarious. Bill and Frank right, and because one, it and it's you know like. It's it's their their love is very beautiful because in a very in many ways you know one is you know could be written off as kind of like a country bumpkin you know and not sophisticated but even in their first meeting and every interaction he knew the right wine to pair with rabbit yeah and you know and he was like you wouldn't think that looking at me and then I think maybe Frank was like I misjudged him kind of but then he's like you know like now that I look at him better like. I can see that that there's more yeah. to it than this rough outside, like True. rough guy. Like that, there's someone deep down inside who's sophisticated and who's smart and who's incredibly intelligent who was actually has been alone even before this. Mm -hmm. well, I, like what a treat! What a right. treat for some for me who I we never met Frank. All we see is a man who was by yeah. himself, yeah. and now we get to see this play out. I, yeah. I loved it. And there was a moment where I thought, I thought when they got raided, I thought that that was over, like right. that they were all going to die, and Joel was going to find them dead after the raid. And then suddenly the scene cuts to ten years later, and you're yeah. like, "Whoa!" I thought so. Frank they survived was it. Die. Yeah, I thought they were both either well, one of them die or both of them die. Like, I mean, I thought they were going to die before they got a chance to grow old together. And I think it's beautiful that they actually did get to grow old together in this. And from what it sounds like, they continue to help Joel and Tess through the years. I have yeah. to. All I'm thinking about right now is uh, I, I can't help but think about uh, Bill walking around that Home Depot. And the last time I saw him walk around Home Depot was Parks and Rec, and the employee asked him, like, hi, can I help? He's like, I know, I know more, more than, than you. <laughs> I know more and than you. Like, that no, meme is still going he's, around. He's back, he's back at Home Depot, and he is getting everything. I love what a scene to him. Yeah. Because I, I, as a fan of just. Uh, a fan of, of we, me, George, Tim, and I always talk about what we would do, how we would handle a zombie apocalypse. And this man, the second he realized what was happening, he was he would got to work. And I was yep. like, yes, this is what I would want to do. Yep. Like, like, section off what he had, and he, he did it. Oh, that was, that was a real That's what I'd want to do. Yeah, it's I wouldn't be wanted. able to do it. That's yeah, what yeah. I want to do. Well, like, yeah. I want to live in a place that can do no, that easily. No. I want to talk about this show's depiction of two gay men because it 
a lot of traditional media, if you have a gay character, they're obviously gay. They're flamboyantly gay. They're they're caricatures of gay characters. And in this one, they really broke that down because if you walk around in the world today and you've met anybody uh, who who is gay, they are not all just openly flamboyant with feathers and all this shit everywhere. They're they're in every walk of life. And and for me, seeing you know uh, someone who is basically a Republican, let's just throw that out there, who, you know, is like, he's he, not even not a Republican, but he's a, what do they call him, a prepper, a doom prepper. Yeah. Like, those type of people are not stereotypically drawn as a gay character. And I think that this was oh. monumental to show <laughs> that everybody can be anything. And, and you know, to not not judge a book by its cover, not assume people's identities, not you know, uh, 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 take any, anybody for granted because you could be talking to someone who's way more sophisticated, but they've been so ashamed and had to hide it their whole life. Um, and, and now they finally in the apocalypse get to be who they were always meant to be. Like, that's a beautiful thing because when he's first like, uh, with, Frank, he, Frank is like, have you done this before? And he's like, once with a woman a long time ago. Like, so you know, he's been, you know, cordoned off. He he put up his own walls before he built those walls for protection. He's been protecting himself and who he was because of where he lived. I don't. Where do they live? Um, side of. Yeah, which, you know... Uh, it's on the way from Boston to Wyoming. Virginia, you know, yeah. which may not... That's not the greatest yeah. of states. I'm sorry they, they if I'm judging the whole state. I'm trying to think of the route that they, they took. Said, it, they said two or three hours outside. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I don't know the the, like the social demographic in, in Massachusetts mm -hmm. or Boston or anything, but, I mean, I think that that was a major step for uh hollywood for mm -hmm. for cinema for for television to really show this progression of of this person this human being it was beautiful it was amazing i, I so. would go as far to say that not in such a short amount of time a greater love story hasn't been since the first 10 minutes of up still like, better than twilight uh, no. <laughs> um yeah, yeah everything is. everything is it's it was it was a really really well told and in such a short amount of time it almost makes me wish that there was a little more of them somehow, but they they did all they needed to do. We learned everything. We understood them quickly, and they moved through. It was I. It, it's hard for me to not say that it was my favorite episode because maybe and it's because it was different from the game. And I don't know if that I don't know if that if it's because of that, but I can't tell. There was the biggest emotion and most unexpected uh, certainly it was a real real treat. And it was an excellent one. I don't know what my favorite episode, episode would be. Maybe, it doesn't have to be an episode. Oh, my, I mean, it all bled together. Yeah, yeah, I literally maybe, binge maybe watched episode, Yeah, I binged them, too. Maybe, maybe not episode as much. Maybe, maybe favorite moment. Uh, you know. I was waiting for that giraffe moment. I know we kind of spoiled it for you 20 minutes ago or an hour ago, That's but okay. I was waiting for it. And it didn't, for me, it didn't quite impact as much as it did in the game. There um, were a few moments where you, when you're going to create something shot for shot, it's a huge risk. And especially since we spend so much more time with these characters in games, things, just because of the, and I haven't talked about it yet, the amazing voice acting performances of Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson uh, it's hard to, f I mean, it's a short amount of time. Troy Baker. Uh, Troy, Troy Baker, I, oh my God. Uh, and uh, Ashley Johnson, to me, to this day, best performance in a video game in my opinion. He just breathed such a huge amount of life to the point where socially, uh, emotionally attached. It, it, was, it was incredible. And so to follow that up uh, is a challenging thing, especially when you're creating something shot. There are more than one moment like that, personally. And, and that's not to say they were done badly. It's just a hard, it's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It didn't land quite the same. still really nice, though. While I, while I think about, and do you have a favorite moment, or do you want to think about it for a second? Because I have, I have something we haven't talked about, and I didn't actually put on my list. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Like, these two embodied these characters. You know, like... I, Pedro Pascal got the looks. You know, he looks just like Joel. 
and I was like, okay, let's see what he can do. I know he's a powerhouse. I know he's a great actor and has a insane range and nailed it. Like, start to finish, to me, that's Joel. Like, I, you know, I mean, yes, he's going to sound different. He's going to look a little different, but he might as well be the same character. They gave him a little bit more to work with, you know, a little, you get a little bit more character and he becomes a little more talkative, I think, at the end of this than maybe in the game. But, Whatever, you know, you can't have a whole show with a guy grunting, unless it's apparently The Witcher. Um, but um, Bella Ramsey was, you know, uh, if you played the game or you saw the, the box, it looked like, I don't know if anyone's, Elliot Page or Ellen Page when this game was made, mm-hmm. it looked dead on. Like, mm-hmm. it sounded dead on mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Um, so everyone was like, everyone blew up her Twitter and all this and was like, are you in this game? Is this you? Is this you? Is this? And she's like, no, or, no. He, I have to say he because past tense. We're going. Mm-hmm. He um, sued them for it. Did he? Yeah, for likeness appropriation. Because it really did look like. I forgot how it played out, planned it played yeah, out but yeah. I'm pretty sure she, they might have, I think they settled. Yeah. I would assume they but must have settled. Bella Ramsey, though. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. I was, I you know, we only know her from, I only know her from Game of Thrones. She was in another period piece that came out not too long ago. Uh, I don't know if it's aired here. When I was in England, it was playing, and I didn't watch it. I should have, just so I could have more comparison for her, but she was phenomenal. She's incredible. And, and what a great American accent. Would right? Never, would never have guessed. Right? Yeah. If we hadn't seen her and seen interviews and all this shit, mm-hmm. like... That's freaked me out. I thought that was George. <laughs> I thought that was George, but it was outside. Um, phenomenal. I, I couldn't have cast it better myself. You know, if we we're going for looks, like yeah, she doesn't look like Ellie, but nailed it. I yeah. think she'll she'll play well to the second season as well. Cause she, I, how old is she? Well, the thing is, is she in, the second, in the second game, so you, she's you like she, she's roughly twelve ish uh, or thirteen. And in the second game, she's it's she's aged about five or six years, and that's uh, a, lot of, a lot of people do a lot of growth. So uh, I'm guessing if they were to do this, uh, we won't see recasting. So I think they're just gonna screw it around that, and and it's Go gonna a year be, or two. it's gonna be however long it's been in real life. And you can, you know, I mean, honestly, like, they did a decent job, like, from, first of all, in that first episode, when Joel was like, I'm 36, like, oh, the fuck you are. (laughs) Fun fact, I don't know if anyone has noticed this, for people who have played The Last of Us Part 2, this doesn't give anything away, but there is a character in Last of Us Part 2 named Dina, who we briefly saw for a second in this show, which they did not do, obviously, in the original game, where it was someone who was curious and trying to and walking up and trying to talk to Ellie that did, she didn't have any speaking roles. Mm, uh, interesting. But she there's a part where they're in. Uh, it, it was when they when they were when they found Tommy and they were in somewhere. In the- yeah, yeah. They're sitting yeah. down to eat. Oh, the and one that she, was like, yeah, she's yeah, like, what the hell are you she, looking yeah, at? Yeah, she was like, you know, and it's like, you don't stop being so curious. Get out of here. That's Dina. And, uh, oh, that's cool. In a second, I didn't realize cool. that would be her. Um, so yeah, uh, well, I you know, it, I, I think. My favorite moment from the game that also didn't feel quite the, the same from, from the, the show. show. We're talking about the show. I you can't, you know, can't talk about the game I, 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 it's, because we're talking about the show. Well, I just want to say about from the game the part where it's it, it's it's uh, it's summing up the the overall arcing theme of the whole story was that when when uh, when, uh, when Ellie says everyone's left me. It, Except for you, Joel, and there's the shove. That was the, my favorite moment. It didn't quite land the same again in the show because you, when you create something, you lose some of it. In the show, though, I can't help but feel that my favorite thing was was episode three yeah. with Bill and Frank. It's hard to skirt around that. It was so powerful. I don't really know. <laughs> it all kind of blends together. Right. It's which hard is, to say what which is I a really sign of a good show. Yeah, I don't really can't say. I mean, I, I, my favorite part is the part where he goes. The government are Nazis. <laughs> that was good. No, that was that was good. Because <laughs> I laughed. Uh, 
Nine Eleven was an inside job. <laughs> the government are watching Nazis. I, 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 how about this? It was great to, even though there was only one showing of it. I was a little sad about that. The the debut of the bloater, the super huge overgrown zombie that was cool. crawling out of the hole. I mean, that was not how it, that was not how it played Kansas out. Kansas City, game. Kansas City was kind of interesting in the many ways because it, it and Kansas City fell into some of the. The problems of the genre, it, it right? Was, the tropes it, of the genre. I was, it was great how they got to tease it, where they're wondering, yeah. what is this thing? Okay, but from? I mean, like, I, I mean, I understand shit's hitting the fan everywhere, and when you're a leader in a post-apocalyptic, you know, town. But like, really, that's the bottom of that's not the top of your fucking list when the ground starts to yeah. Clear. But I mean, you know, emotionally the, compromised. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I get it. I know what the character like. That's is. very, you know, what I'm saying that's one of those like, pit, it is. like yeah. one of those pitfalls where like you're imme- like wh- why is it that your list of priorities is completely off when like survival is number one and this is like clearly something that is like gonna be in the way of survival emotionally compromised and they had stressed how about how well liked this person was yeah. that that there was killed mm-hmm. uh, and and if she had basically taken a full-on heel turn uh the fact that everyone liked her including the man who killed him said how good of a person he was it's clear that this person had a presence that we don't fully understand uh, and enough of one to make her like say screw everything else the death of these fuckers matters more wow. than uh the well-being of that's i mean i can understand wanting to, to to get to them in in a timely manner because in this type of situation you're going to like if you wait two days they're gone they're gone they've left the city mm-hmm. and you will never see them again so i get it but all your resources i don't that's yeah. just irresponsible yeah. so the fucking ground literally is moving yeah that was terror that was like what the hell yeah so i don't um, understand how that's not your number one priority and you don't think the ground is like gonna break eventually I and will... like you think this is the only if it's happening here you don't think it's happening in another part of the building and somewhere like another building anywhere like in the neighborhood like what you really think this is the only place it's like i don't like you know what I'm saying? I get it, emotionally compromised. Yeah. But like those are like the little like yeah, no, the they... little tropes that like post-apocalyptic like genre falls into, and that might have been. If you ask me, what's my high and lows? That is one of the lower ones where I was like, I think, oh. I think people had a problem with that character online as well. Like there was a big Twitter uproar about her and something about. I don't care about the character yeah, but per I se, think, but it's no, but like about the portrayal but... of the character. Oh, I don't which know is, about. I, I don't remember it, but I will say that episode got me real excited for zombies and or you know fungus people. people. And we didn't. The one thing I will say, I wanted more. That's yeah. that was the only thing that I wanted more. But again, by the end of the show, I was like, "Oh right, there was supposed to be zombies." I forgot about them because everything else was such great writing, such great story and character development and like progression. I was like, "All right, yeah, I don't. It's a drama. Like, tell me it's a drama, and I'm there." You know, when and, you really and, break it down, the game really was like uh, always stressing that the biggest danger is people. people, and yeah. not necessarily and, like because zombies were predictable and they had turns and you could around it. People weren't, and so I think this show just kind of doubled on that yeah. and focused on what which is true which is a very which, which, which is almost and, true in every single zombie apocalypse or any apocalypse well, they focused on what was important and how in the quality of the characters and the interactions because i hate to say it a lot of zombie apocalypse shows don't always have such great strong performances or writing so they have to lean right. on the zombies a little harder and this show did yeah. not have to do and that. that's like that's what's interesting yeah. is, is like that's also like it's though. Yeah, that is the theme almost like in every single post-apocalyptic like situation. Like it's not the zombies or it's not the aliens. It's not the like it's when civilization breaks down and other people. Mm -hmm. Those are the most dangerous. That's the reason why the Walking Dead is called the Walking Dead. It's not the Walking Dead when they talk about Walking Dead doesn't refer to the zombies. It refers to other people because every single human is. Well, spoiler: if you didn't know, everyone's fucking infected already in Walking Dead. So yeah. those people are literally the humans are literally the Walking Dead actually. So yeah. like that's what's dangerous, not the zombies. So like it's like but, that in every I, single. I know, but that, that wasn't my point. My point was it? that like the actors and performances and writing was so strong, we didn't need to lean on. Yeah, any of yeah. The other. yeah. That's yeah, Which yeah, yeah. Good. So, yeah. Right. So, they don't. They don't lean on it at all. Like yeah, oh yeah, at all. At right. all. Like there, there was. That's what there were. Yeah. Maybe, like we agree. Yeah. And like we agree. Like yeah. especially in Kansas City when they get. 
Sam and and Henry, and they go in. They go into the underground tunnel. I remember that. And you go down there, and you have these big doors, and you go behind them, and then there's like suddenly there's like three, four clickers that you have to sneak around, and a couple other ones. So I'm like, ooh, this is about to get real scary and intense. And they go play in a daycare. I, I and was, I was like, I wanted the build a little I, bit more, but other than that, I like, was very fascinated. Uh, I I liked. I respected the choice to make uh, Henry deaf. Um, I was he not deaf in the show? He was not. He was much older, and he was not deaf in the. In not the Henry show. Sam. 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 Sorry, Sam. Uh, Sam was older and not deaf, and I really thought that they were going to use that as some some part of the plot, and they really didn't, which is fine, I guess. But I was interested. In, I was intrigued as to uh, thought that they were going to play into it more. He wasn't going to hear something, or he wasn't going to hear one of them, or something. Yeah, uh, but there still wasn't, which whatever. But an interesting little, little tidbit, you know, less slight little difference from the game. So a lot of these people factions, the mini micro governments, the communities that they run into, um, don't end up. They don't end so well for Ellie and Joel. They're always going through very hostile environments. Um, Kansas City. So you've got Fedra in the beginning, obviously in Boston. It's Kansas City, the second one, and then you run into another group, run into like the people towards the end in Wyoming, mm-hmm. um, but you also have where Tommy is in Wyoming as well. I guess the other one's Salt Lake City, not, that one's closer to Salt Lake City, Utah, rather than Wyoming. So the one with the preachers is closer to Salt Lake City. Yeah. Tommy's in Wyoming, but like, other than the preacher, every group that they run into is led by women. Like strong characters whether they're in the right or they're in the wrong it doesn't matter it they are you know the ones in charge it's it's i i like that they made that the norm and that like the real heinous person <laughs> was a man you know mm-hmm. in, in in that final uh, uh place with the preacher in episode eight eight nine second to last one i, I believe eight. is that correct eight. yeah um so i, I like that they're putting uh, powerful women in these places of power, which is, he said, power too much. Um, because, it, you know, especially when it's it's um, Tara from uh, <laughs> True Blood. And I was like, oh, uh, she's got a, a bit of a redemption oh from, from True Blood. Because she was the most, single most annoying character <laughs> in True Blood in Wyoming. <laughs> I'm going to lose it over That's Tara, Tara. Tara from True Blood. <laughs> And it was not yeah. even said that. It wasn't even me. I was like, yeah. I recognized her. She remembered the name. Yeah, I didn't see, remember. she slept in True Blood. <laughs> yeah, but she was, she, yeah, she sucked. But in this, it was when really When I stopped good. watching True Blood was when I learned she was coming back to life. That's I didn't, I, I, that whole show, we could do a whole episode about how the downfall of, so of a funny. lot of, wow. downfall of a lot of shows. Oh, we're gonna do, we might do that. Yeah. This show's a strong first season. Most, most of them are on HBO. <laughs> so. Sorry. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, uh, what was her name in this? I'm just going to keep calling her Tara. Marlene is the head of, uh, you know, all of the, it was, oh, it's on another name as like, you know, but like every faction, good or bad. So it's, it's Tara's character. Marlene's the head of the fireflies, whatever her name is in, in Kansas city. Like they're all the ones that have been chosen to be put into power, which I really liked seeing because it, 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 it again, just like episode three, it shows that like Maria, Maria, it shows that like it's not. Well, it kind of shows that we're living in a fucking patriarchy, and it'll take the fall of like literally humankind for you know women to rise up, which is depressing because it should not be that way. Um, you know, uh, uh, most other countries have had female leadership, and we're one of the last ones that's never had a female leader, which is really fucking annoying. Um, so it, to see this portrayed, yes, it's not the best of light for all of them, but I think it, it's good. It's, it's, it's a good, strong showing and it is important for people to be able to relate to that. Again, three dudes, I, you know, I'll I, I kind of, I didn't really think, I didn't even really think about That's what that. I'm saying, but it's, I, I thought it was kind of cool I didn't to see think that. They, yeah. I didn't really think they, I don't think they did it to make up. well, maybe that, I mean, weren't the characters always women though in the, yeah. sh- in the game? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a choice necessarily made by just a broader audience. Well, the Kansas City. They, we don't was, know. Was, was not in the was not oh, in the game. I just, I just, you, you may have I just, seen. I mean, like, casting, I, I didn't think too much about like choices and casting as far as that kind of thing because, like, I just figured those are just characters. Oh, those they, were, they all were, with the exception of the Kansas City. Leader. I don't think they changed too much about any of the characters well, we that, met. Yeah. That guy so, who played the preacher in episode eight. I mean, he did a great job. So that's like more of a that's disturbing. Okay, so it's more on like the when the game was previously made more than the show. You notice his right hand man was Troy Baker. That yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I yeah. don't. Yeah, man, he got a beat. Like he looked very. We different. We never see Troy Baker, so it's hard to know. But that, I've seen I, him a bunch. I, I watched a lot of behind the scenes of Last of Us making the game. Huh. That, that was his right hand man uh, was Troy Baker, the original voice actor for Joel, and and the mother of. Uh, right. The mother of Ellie, who dies also in, I think, in episode eight, nine. I don't know. Something else we never see in the game. Is the, the, the actress who plays her Ashley is Johnson. Ashley Johnson, who is the voice of Ellie originally. Which I thought, again, just these are just fun little nods. The, the, the part about Marlene, like, does she, does she re- reveal that she knew Ellie before? Was um, friends with Ellie's mom in the game? You know, I... I something my spider sense would say I feel like there was something, uh, but I don't Probably. think so because like I, maybe not as in depth. I think if if it was revealed to us, I think it was revealed to us the audience and not Ellie the. Character. Well, no, but she did in the game, if I recall, my memory is not the best. She, oh, she yeah. did reveal in the beginning. Yeah. She called Ellie by her real name, right. So th- probably she knew her or knew of her because maybe. she's the reason that she's. Marlene's the reason that she was put into Fedra and the reason that she was, I think Maybe that's in the game. alluded to? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not as in I depth. cannot confirm. Uh, so. Look for the comments. So, uh, last point I want to talk about to, to, to a hard pivot, kind of, is we, we talked about it early on, is that this we finally got a win for adaptations. Now, again, this is just a good show and it doesn't have to be judged based on an adaptation, but we got to win as gamers that this is a great adaptation. Now, the biggest win we had before this, arguably, was the Street Witcher. Fighter. Was... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it was great. Uh, me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> was uh, hard to argue, but kind you of got can't paid? argue was The Witcher. But The Witcher's more oh. based off of the books mm. than, the sh- than the games. Yeah, it's based off the books. So you... You can kind of do that, but the really, I don't think there's really a W anywhere because I watched Uncharted and it was terrible. Um, you know, and a lot of these, again, a lot of these you didn't games like Sonic? are made. <laughs> the closest I love you Sonic. Say is, <laughs> Sonic is your the, biggest one. Sonic was probably the closest thing to a W we had coming into the Witcher. A w. I'd give it a W. I like Sonic. You don't like Sonic. what's your I've name? What's your first name? Mario. What's your second name? Mario. 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 What's your first name? Luigi. So for me, which is hilarious that I'm about to say this, the biggest W for me, arguably, if I had to pick one before all this, was the was Rampage starring The Rock. Yeah. Like that was probably the closest thing. We had to the, a W as, as gaming fans of game adaptations. The, the point taking away from this is uh, uh, video game adaptations shouldn't be movies because most modern video games are like 70 hours, you know, 50 hours, 30 hours, and you try and whittle all of that down to an hour and a half to two and a half hours, like you can't do it. You're going to get Uncharted, you're going to get Mario, you're going to get. You know, they made a Blood Rain movie. Mortal Kombat! You're gonna get Mortal Kombat. Like, these should either be, like, a trilogy that has parts of it and not the whole story, or a fucking TV show. Because you're able to take these beats that are in the games and make them more emotional. So HBO, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, make TV shows out of video games. Stop putting shit. I, w- I don't want to see fucking you know uh, Universal. Stay away. You're you, you get you get no games. Fuck off. Just make them into TV shows. Unless you're gonna put it on Paramount. Is that even you know the same thing? You know what I mean? Halo. That was terrible. You know what I mean? Like there's all these adaptations. So this, if any of these people are taking notes, which I guarantee you, everybody in the <laughs> industry was taking notes on this shit because this was a huge release. 
for HBO and for gamers. I and you were going to say everyone's, they're all watching this is what I thought. No, 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 for the show, for, for like, Last for of sure Us. For sure they're all watching this and taking so, it. So Bob Iger, <laughs> listen to me here, here's what you got to do. Um, I think he's coming back, which I thought, anyway. Um, so in, in reps, like there's, I, I'm hoping that everybody learns from this in the industry because I know they're doing a God of War, which is again, one of these cinematic games. It doesn't fall out. If the director of the game wants to do the show, I mean, it's please like, let him. It's like the Netflix and uh, um, Nickelodeon thing with uh, Avatar. How originally the live action adaptation of Avatar: The Last Airbender had uh, uh, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konetsko as lead writers, on, not just writers, lead writers on the show, and then. You know, heads at Netflix were like, no, Neil, let's, uh, hey, well, what are you doing? Let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. Yet. We haven't seen it. Right, but they left and they're doing their own thing. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that section of Nickelodeon is going to be better than the thing we're going to get from Netflix. I could be wrong. Maybe somebody learned. I doubt it because people just like to do whatever the fuck they want. So uh, if, if you haven't seen this, uh, I don't know why you'd still be listening here <laughs> at this point in the episode, but this was a wonderful show. This was a win for gamers. This was a win for people who like drama and character and, you know, a, a semi-fresh take on the zombie slash post-apocalyptic world because, again, it's a fungus and it changes. And they're able, to, the fact that they're able to kind of take this zombie thing that's been going since the 60s in 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 uh, uh romero's old zombie movies and still kind of have it be relevant and entertaining that's a win man because walking dead was boring and weird and the comics were great but it just became this whole thing and you know there's zombie movies unless it's like zombie land where you know something mm -hmm. unique take on it then I, I tend to like I honestly like I I know I was very reluctant to watch this because like I said it's a zombie yeah like but I <laughs> love zombies zombie I do Shaun of the Dead yeah. Zombie Land all those like those I love because there's like there's a twist to it you know mm -hmm. and there's a bit of humor right. to it and that's what I enjoy yeah. and this even though it wasn't it did have its funny parts don't get me it wrong did. it actually had its funny parts but it, it was a, enough of a twist as a drama that I could enjoy it and I, I would have really liked it. a zombie show. Uh, first and foremost, it's a post-apocalyptic. It, it is post-apocalyptic. That's but it's more even, where it falls. But it's, even, it's barely even that, you know. No, to be I mean, it's definitely. It, it, it's part of the. the I, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about the sets in the show. My God, top tier, amazing okay, job. Everywhere. Two seconds. My favorite part is not so much the scene, but the recreation of that lodge in episode eight. I don't, that scene, I can't say, mm. it was a great scene. I mean, it's a horrifying, traumatic fucking scene. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not, I'm not glorifying it in any way. Or, but I had so many problems <laughs> with that fucking scene in the game <laughs> so that I memorized that lodge. <laughs> and then when they cut to this, I'm like, that's literally, like, they built oh it. Oh my God, they built it. Brick for brick, yeah. stitch for stitch in the mm -hmm. seating. And that was just, that for impressive. me, was really cool to see. So impressive. So, but most importantly, this was a win for gamers, man. We finally got one. Yeah. We got a good adaptation. And not one where we go, hey, okay. Hey, no, Detective we, Pikachu was solid. Like I was saying, we finally got one. <laughs> I actually don't even count Detective Pikachu. It is based adaptation. off of a video game. There is a Detective Pikachu video game released in Japan, so it we is a real game. We have now reached our limit of talking about Detective Pikachu in this episode. Uh, yep. Anyways, this was great, and I was so glad to see a good adaptation. Yep. Finally, finally. I'm really happy. Win yep. for gamers. Man. Yeah, so good times. Um, that's it for today. Make sure to like and follow everything. All of our fancy things are all up here at the top. Go ahead and uh, uh, subscribe to that so you can see more news. We'll, we'll, I'm back in the United States, so I will be able to do these more often, and we'll be able to do them at a more reasonable time, although this is like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So, had a good time. Been the Modern Nerd, and thank you for watching.